mad yet mighty. It's me. It's really, really me. I swear it. Okay, that's something that literally like my siblings and I do. I don't really even understand what it is, but we're like, it's you. It's really, really you. Anyways, hey, what's up? I have missed. Well, I guess I've missed this. It's kind of weird saying I've missed you, but I mean, I guess I have. I guess I've missed this, missed us, miss you listening. Um, yeah, so it's been a hot minute. I feel like I always come on here and I'm like, it's been a hot minute. It's been a minute, but it really has. It's been a hot minute. It's been a sec. Um, I kind of took a little bit, um, you know, I take a little bit, I take weeks off when I don't feel fresh, when I don't feel on it, when I don't feel like I'm going to be able to give 110%, which I don't want to do a half-ass episode. I don't want to be half-ass. I don't want to force, I don't want to force anything because this is literally all off the cuff, people. This is off the mind, off the brain, just pure genius flowing out of my mouth. Maybe not, but we can think it. I can think it. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really feeling 100%, didn't really want to come on the microphone and try to fake something that wasn't really, wasn't really authentic to me. Because I'll tell you what, a main part of it is the weather. The weather is, I fell down the stairs and then I feel like I'm just being kicked at the bottom of the stairs. Like seasonal mood changes are no joke. And it's, it's not like I sit around saying like, I hate the cold and I, but it's just, you don't even realize, I guess there's, you know, there's other things I've been reading up on how to shake the winter blues. And, you know, my mom, my mom had this light therapy box that she actually gave me. And I've been, you know, sitting in front of my light therapy box. I'm like, is this like, is this, is this a thing? Is this working? Should I be applying SPF? But I'm sitting in front of my light therapy box and I'm like, okay, maybe this will help something. And it, it, you know, it does. And I just, yeah. So I, and, and I know that I'm not the only one, right? I mean, like, do you feel somebody, somebody feel that way? Um, it is just when it's dark and it is gloomy, man, getting through these January and February months seems absolutely impossible some days. It is crazy. And just the gloom and the bloom and the short and you, and like, I can't, you know, you can't be outside with your dog or take a walk or feel like the light, the light just instantly brings you up, man. But we're here. We're here. And let's shake off those winter blues, baby. Give it a little shimmy. Shake that ice off, those icicles off, the ice off the, uh, the tatas. Because we're going to have a lovely episode. I'm not necessarily sure um, what's going to come from this episode, but it's going to be great. Because I need a distraction. I know you probably need a distraction if you're listening to me, Yip Yak. Um, so let's face these winter blues together. And um, yeah, so what has been going on with me? Um, well, not that much to tell you. I'm sorry, I got really loud there. Got really, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that with that much gumption. Um, no, I'm, what's been going on with me? So I saw, um, I'm sorry, I've said um like 7 million times. That is so annoying. I listened actually to somebody on the radio the other day on Saturday morning who was talking about beehives. I'm not sure why I listened to it as long as I did. I think I was counting in my mind how many times this lady was going to say um on national radio. Embarrassing. She said it embarrassingly too many times. I was like, come on, learn how to pause or take a break or think of something other to say. I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling like I'm on one. It was like a calling. I came home. I was like, episode 25. Is this episode 25? Episode 25 is going to be a banger, people. It's going to be a rip your shirt off banger. God, dang. 
I'm on one today. What was I? Oh, um, so yeah, anywho, I saw, I don't even really know where I was going before I started ranting about the lady on the radio. Um, I saw Sebastian Maniscalco at the Taft Theater um, this last week. For those of you who don't know who he is, he is a Italian, uh, um, Italian-American comedian. He is, he's super, he's had a couple of specials on Netflix. There's three, I believe, that should be on there. If not, there's two. There is three. There has been three specials, but sometimes his older one is not on there. Anyways, I, if you're looking for something to, actually, that was one of the things I read in the article was to load up your Netflix or to load up your TV with something that's going to make you laugh. So if you need to shake off, because that's the theme, we're going to be we're going to be shimmying off those winter blues. Go watch Sebastian Maniscalco on Netflix. He has three specials. He will make you shit your pants. And he's a super like super um, theatrical. No wonder why I love him. Theatrical moves around the stage, has faces. He's a physical comedian. Um, his stories are good. He's not like he doesn't need to drop like a shit ton of like fucks on the stage, but he does tastefully and not even like that would bother me. But just saying like he he's a funny storyteller. He's a great storyteller. Um, so if you need something to kind of make you laugh, I have a lovely connection with him because his family is also also immigrated from Italy. So there is a lot of similarities that at least me and my family can relate to my family and I for my proper grammar nutty bags out there. Um, so my, me and my two brothers and my sister, we actually all went and saw him together, which was like super cute. And we had a really great time. He was absolutely um, like absolutely amazing. And it was so funny because we had been on like a stretch of like a couple of really nasty weather days. And I was just, I'm not even going to lie. And I feel like I can openly talk about it because I, I, that's just how I am. And I want to openly talk about it because I know that I feel by myself some days and I don't want other people to feel that way. Like the more I talk to people and the more that sometimes I, I, I hear how other people are feeling, I know it makes me feel better. But so before that, I was going on a couple of days of just pure like, whoa, um, as we as I was saying before with like the seasonal mood changes. So that was actually that picked me up out of the dust big time was going, going out, being with my, which I love. I'm so lucky that I have brothers and sisters that I don't want to actually just kill and strangle. Like I never really want to kill and strangle. The only times I want to do that is like my brother knows how to specifically get under my skin. He knows how to get under all of our skins. So like, but it's never in a love you, Dan, but he knows. So like, but I'm besides those like little things that are not big, you know, I, it's just, it was fun. I love, I love hanging out with my, with my siblings. They're just, they're just the absolute bomb diggity. So we had, we had a blasty blast, um, doing that. Let's see. Okay. So there was Sebastian Maniscalco. I did post on my Instagram cause you know, I'm just cultivating so much amazing content all the time. No, I've taken a huge step back from Instagram. Instagram was causing me so much severe anxiety. Um, while I was in this kind of phase of seasonal yuckiness, you know, watching and comparing why we're stuck inside and can't doing anything and feeling lethargic. And literally it was getting to the point where I was like, I can't even be, I can't even look at anything that I like to look at because I'll find some way to compare myself to it. And it's exhausting. So I just threw, 
I just threw Instagram out the window, which pains me because I was like, I want a story. I want to talk, but I don't know what to talk about. I don't know how to be funny. Don't you hear? Like, I just, this is my, this is my woe. This is my woe, people. Um, I'm just like you or we all are together. There's always something. Anywho, um, I posted on my Instagram for anyone who saw that we were making, I came home the other night on the Italian topic and we had a hundred pounds of sausage on my on the my grandpa and aunts who for those who are just tuning in for the first time hey what's up um I live in a two once again kind of live in a two-family apartment building where there's an apartment downstairs and upstairs is me um and I am you know I'm my dad immigrated from Italy I have a huge Italian family neighbors are my aunt or my grandpa's sister two doors down is my other grandpa's sister I mean like it's we've all lived here anyways oh and as for an update for anyone um we Pasquale still has the Christmas light outside so it's going on uh, the beginning of February and we still have the Christmas light so I believe that I feel like it's now my responsibility to go and rip it out of the ground this weekend I honestly I like could have I, I I've could have I could have taken the light out by now, I realized, and then I was just like, wow, I'm just so lazy that I, I, I laugh about how this light is still up, yet I can simply go out and take it out, and I'm not. So I think I, I actually think it's time. You know, I think it's time to take the Christmas light down outside. Um, I did also realize that it is green and red, so I mean, it could just be that we're displaying the Italian flag, but I don't think people will think that. So... Um, back to that. So yeah, there was a hundred pounds of, um, sausage being ground downstairs, which my family does it every, we, it's like a tradition. There's, you know, they try to at least keep, or my, my dad and his siblings have tried to keep some traditions alive. Um, and making sausages is one of them, which I, it was actually, that's like the most meat I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's, it's the whole process. We have a grinder and, and it's like something that my grandpa looks forward to so much. He's such, I mean, there's such simple things left that making sausages with his kids, that just is, that's just, he just, that's his thing. And he doesn't say much and he sits in his little chair and he's the boss and he calls the shots. Um, and I tell you, he calls the shots. That's for damn sure. And if he don't, you know, he, Basically, there's no way, but Pasquale's way. <laughs> Love him so much. But we, it, it, everything is ground. They season it, hand season it. Um, my aunt buys the fresh spices, and we, we literally knead it in, hands kneading it in on the kitchen table. Just a shit ton of meat. And then Sunday, we actually um, cased everything. So, yeah, we liter literally buy packages of pig intestines and soak them. And then um, that was actually my job. I went downstairs and I squeezed myself in as we were all crowded around this little table. There's a, a, all my, my, my aunts, and my uncle, my dad, and, and there's the, you know, pig intestines in the bowl. And of course, like me, I'm like all about that. I'm all about that. I'm like, how can I get my hands in this? I want to touch these pig intestines. So I was, my aunt and I were grabbing the, the little tiny, they're like spaghetti strings of the intestines and finding the opening and getting the opening. And I was loading the intestines on the grinder next to, next to my grandpa and sitting there. And he's the one who's holding the sausages and he's the one who squeezes the air out and he's in control. I'm telling you, he's in control. He'll tell you, he'll tell you if he needed a little more sausage coming out so he could get the casing just right, or he'll tell you when to turn it off. You don't mess with him. So yeah, I was, um, you know, you know, 
hands deep in pig intestines on Sunday. So that was nice. A little, nothing like a little family time. Nothing like a little family time. So now they're all hanging in the garage. We are hanging them so they can, since it's going to be one of the coldest weeks ever in Cincinnati, wherever you might be listening. Um, tomorrow, everyone's pooping their pants, which tomorrow would actually be today if you're listening because um, this will come out on Wednesday. We're going to have six degrees and everyone is shitting their pants and we're closing schools and it's just crazy. And I'm sitting over here sad because all my friends can work from home and I have to go into work when I just want to be on my couch. First world fucking problems, right? There's no snow on the ground, but I guess there's going to be like a crazy, insane wind chill of like negative 35. And I think it's so funny. I like had this conversation with like this cute little old woman, um, older woman, not old woman, God love her, who's probably worked at my work for like since she's been like, I, I don't know, she's probably worked there for 30 plus years. And I, you always see her wheeling around the mail. And we had a nice little water cooler chat at the coffee maker the other day. I've never talked to her in my life. And we are, I, of course, bring up the weather because that's what I do. I like, I am someone who likes to have, I don't like small talk, but there's nothing I love more than a cheesy, quick exchange with a coworker or someone that you don't like, <laughs> I know it's going to be so cold tomorrow or like, oh my God, it's going to be negative in 60 in Wisconsin. Oh my God. You know, it's just like, just the dumbest things. I just, sometimes I just find, you know, it's, it's the little things, right? It's the little things. So I was chit-chatting with her at the, uh, at the coffee machine about how it's going to be, you know, in the negative wind chill. So, of course, everyone is just, that's the talk on the streets, you know, the negative wind chill, the negative wind chill. So preparing, preparing for that. So the sausages are now hanging in the garage, which I actually thought about going downstairs and taking a selfie um, with the hanging sausages just to have something for my Instagram since I never post anything. And that's the kind of world we're in, right, where we feel like we need to be posting on Instagram. You know, I realized... The other day on Instagram, while I was, you know, sitting and scrolling and feeling miserable and comparing myself, I was realizing, I was like, you know what, I'm trying to build this, I'm trying to put my podcast out there, you know, part of me is like, you know, maybe do I care about, some days I'm like, yeah, I care about getting more people, obviously, and sometimes I'm like, no, I don't give a shit, I just want to talk about what I want to talk about, and I was like, you know, I finally found the ticket, I finally found the ticket. I'm not gaining any more. I, I'm not gaining um, followers. On, I, I mean, I am. And this is so such a materialistic thing to talk about right now. And who gives a shit? But no, seriously, real. This is real life. I'm not posting any any Tata pictures and ass pictures. And I think, you know, there's something not. It is if you are not posting your uh, butt cheeks on your Instagram, you are not getting you are not getting likes and followers. Now, don't get me wrong. I get. I'm getting, I get random followers and once again, who cares about random people? But I guess when you're putting content, content out there in the world, you want people to hear it, damn it. Or else I sometimes wouldn't do it. Anyways, I, I told you, I told you I'm seriously on one and it's scary. Sometimes it's scary how I can just like unleash the beast and like literally like it's like I rip a ripcord out and I just go. And then some days I'm like, nope, I can't even speak. I can't even make a sentence. And then some days you're like, Megan, um, are you like, are you going to be okay? Are you are you going to be okay? You're um, Or people look at me like I'm a nut and I'm like, I, you know what? This is the cross I bear, people. That's oh, That's another thing, you know, like when you're talking – um, when you're like talking to people, right. And they're like, so how are you? And part of me is like, well, I mean, um, (laughs) 
And like, you know, like they're like, the, you feel like their eyes are looking through your soul. Like, so like, how are you? And you're like, I mean, you know, it's, oh, it's the worst. It's the most horrifying question at any kind of, in any kind of social environment. You have to say like, good. And I'm smiling and I'm lying through my teeth. And I don't know. I just, I, I, every time I get asked that inside, I literally just like my butt clenches. Like, and like when people ask that question, like, do they actually give a shit? Or are they just asking? I don't know. I I honestly, I don't, I don't know. But I will tell you one thing that does happen on my Instagram that I think is so freaking funny. I get literally headhunted for pyramid schemes like all the time. I've had so many girls go after me in my inboxes about me joining their teams. And I mean, like who have kept conversations on for me, on with me for weeks and weeks. And I'm like, look, I am not hawking no product. I am not posting pictures and asking people to be in trials apologies about the dinging of the phone I just sometimes I you know I digress but yeah so at least there's one thing at least girls are after me for like social media things just you know (laughs) so there's that at least I can you know go to sleep at night knowing that somewhere somewhere somebody somewhere wants me to be on their it works or on their teeth whitening group which absolutely not absolutely not so exhausting I can't even begin to describe what I speaking of the the weather and everything um you know sometimes you just like go out and sometimes you get stuck at like a bar when it's blizzarding out that's kind of like what happened to me actually um we were all out the other weekend last weekend and it once again it was like the first insane snow and it's been that we've been told that this was happening forever and you know once I I will say that the only reason I got caught out at 1 a.m in a snowstorm is because I had been drinking all day and I um you know once I get going and once I'm having fun I cannot I just can't stop and I cannot believe that this is still anyways sorry I don't know how to turn once again I feel like I bitch about this in every single podcast and how like old grandma does it sound I these damn text messages and I just feel like I bitch and I can't do anything about it so hopefully my family stops texting me so um or texting our group chat because you know trying to podcast here okay so let's talk about some other some other shiz things that I've been interested in so the actual um for anyone who cares or who likes to hear me talk about it um the the Oscar noms came out, so we're in our award season for last year's movies, and we finally have the Oscar nominations, and pretty much, like, the ones that people are going to know is, like, best picture. Really, do you all even care about any of the other ones? I don't think so. So, best picture, and it was cr- it's crazy. So, Black Panther was nominated for best picture, obviously. It's been a forefront runner. It's been, duh. It is the first superhero movie to be nominated at the Oscars. So the Oscars are like the most in in the Academy. It's the most prestigious, quote unquote, prestigious award. And people take it with a grain of salt. If I wasn't at, you know, I was, I do. I was an actor and I still somewhat am inside. If I won an Oscar, I would be through the fucking roof. Here's the thing about the Oscars is everyone wants to win one, but everyone's like, you know what? It really, honestly, it's just what's an award? Like what's an award that you can't possibly, you can't possibly do, you know, whatever. And 
that's the thing. So that's that's my take on it. Is like everyone wants an Oscar, but then like if you don't win the Oscar, you're. I mean, yeah, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. So yeah, Black Panther, first action action superhero movie to be nominated for best film, which is super cool. I'm totally down with the movement. I am. I am all about it. Okay, I'm going to just take a second here because this is getting out of control. <laughs> and, guys. Totally throwing off my groove. How annoying. So annoying. And I don't even know what to do about it. Um, okay. Anyways, back to the back to the scheduled program. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mama's got to see Bohemian Rhapsody. I actually have to see everything on this list besides A Star is Born and Black Panther. Um, so Bohemian Rhapsody up for best picture. Definitely a, a ma- I mean, obviously everyone loves a good biopic and it apparently was really well. I'm still, I will still stand on my, I will still stand down my, with my pitchfork saying it should have be rated R and it should have been way more hardcore, but allegedly it's really good. Um, obviously a star is born. Here's the thing about a star is born. It makes me so sad because it doesn't stand a damn chance at winning best picture against all of these other things. Is it great? Yes. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Is it best picture? I don't think so. And I'm, this is coming from somebody who's seen it twice in theaters and who's cried both times and who's listened to the soundtrack and knows pretty much all the words to all the songs. Okay. I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan. But it's, it's not going to win Best Picture, but it's a great, I'm so happy, obviously, duh, it deserves to be nominated. It was in one of the best movies of the year, hands down, don't care what you say. Um, so I basically have to see everything else, which the ones, um, Vice, that came out about the story of Dick Cheney, where um, Christian Bale, he plays um, Dick Cheney, <laughs> that's out. Um, that's on Best Picture, which I do want to see that. Roma, which I, Roma is on Netflix, and I did not know that. So I want to watch that. Green, I have to watch all of them. Green Book, which I think is probably going to take it. Um, I don't know. The fact that Black Panther got put in that category makes me – what a – if Black – okay, so let me just say this. If Black Panther won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, which has been at the Oscars – is that the – yeah – um, that has claimed to be, and it is run by, you know, patriarchal white males who put nobody but white, you know, nobody but these movies and best picture with leading men, leading white men. It's, it's a whole thing. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I believe it and I'm not saying that that's what I say. That's just what's it. I mean, it is true. There, there is absolutely no diversity or has been no diversity in the, in the Academy Awards. So yes, let me go on record saying that. And I'm, I'm, but I'm saying what would be amazing is if Black Panther were to win this, this, it, it would honestly be, it would honestly make history. Like it, it, it would like Black Panther has made history, um, but it would make, it would be amazing. And it would actually be a really great step forward for us as a nation. So I think that's pretty dope. Um, the favorite, which is probably not very well known to most people, um, but that was with Aunt Emma Stone, and I do want to see that. And Black Klansman. I'm not really – I don't really know much of what it's about, and I'm not – I, yeah. But um, I definitely will see it because I obviously have to see all of them. Um, so 
so yeah, that'll be fabulous. Um, obviously, we'll be watching, and if anyone, I'll be reporting on it if anyone cares. But the, I think one of the best things that I'm excited about is typically all of the best songs that are nominated perform. So when Let It Go from Frozen was nominated for Best Original Song, Idina Menzel came on, and that's when the infamous John Travolta moment where he called her Adele Dazim, and it's like, what are you actually even talking about? And that happened. So I'm jacked because Shallow was nominated, as it should be, as it swept its category, I think, everywhere but the SAGs, which I don't understand because the SAG Awards... Yeah, like it definitely should have won. Anyways, it will be, we have a chance to see Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga sing it live, which would be, I don't know, is it live? Yeah, it's live, which would be amazing. And we got a little taste of that this past week when videos were, footage was released of Gaga at her Enigma Vegas show. Um, she has a Vegas resident right right now, so she's out there. And Bradley Cooper was there. He was in the front row. I'm sure he was in a VIP box, as he should be. And she called him up on stage, and of course he didn't know about it, which debatable. But um, she made him in ears, and he put the in in ears in, and made a little Jackson Maine joke about Jackson doesn't wear ears. And they sang Shallow, and it was just, I, it's, everyone has been pooping their pants about it because they think that Bradley, Bradley and Gaga, I mean, they do, they have this undeniable chemistry. It's undeniable. It's amazing. It's what made the movie great was their chemistry. And they sing it, and one, Gaga's just like this other creature, like on, creature that walks the earth, that I, she can, she is a little wacky, and she is not all, and like, I saw a video of her on Instagram where she, they were like, Gaga, or like, what do you want? And she's like, you can, he's like, Gaga, or Lady Gaga, or he's, what do you want to call me off camera? And she's like, you can call me Gaga, or you can call me Enigma. Like, she's, she's odd, okay? And I, I know she's been, I mean, if you watch her documentary on Netflix, which is actually a really amazing documentary, um, you do kind of, I mean, she's, yeah, I mean, she's on drugs, and not like she's on drugs, but she does, you know what I mean. She's doing drugs. She's kind of kooky. She's kind of out there. But all good, great artists are. They're that way. They're where they are because they are that way. So you know what? I am hoping to damn hell and back that we see them perform that live. That would just make me absolutely lose my shit. Okay. I saw this on Instagram. I am assuming it's true, but apparently Kylie Jenner is coming out with a Taylor Swift-inspired makeup line. Not makeup line, sorry. A, a, a um, collection for Kylie Cosmetics, which is actually pretty insane considering the history that Taylor has with the family, considering this this huge-ass beef of 2017 or two that happened of the, the receipts and Kanye and, and, and Kim and Taylor and Kanye calling her a bitch and talking about sleeping with her and his song I mean it it was a thing I mean come on do you I mean you all know what I'm talking about so I'm like one it's an iconic it's an iconic mashup the line they're not going to even be able this collection they're not even going to be able to keep it in stock I mean it's going to it's it's going to be pandemonium and they're both going to make a shit ton of money off of it doesn't that just 
doesn't that just make you feel really great at night going to bed knowing that Taylor and Kylie are just making a makeup line and just we're all gonna buy it and just give them so much more money (laughs) but I'm so I'm actually very excited about that so not I, I probably honestly won't end up buying anything because let's face it mama is Mama is on a budget and, you know, being single, being on a single lady's budget, sometimes you just can't buy, you know, as much makeup as you were possibly buying before. And it's been that way for a while. So um, I digress. What? Okay. I finally did it. So I was sick and tired of being behind the times and I finally decide to snap out of my blunder and watch the fire festival, the one on Netflix, not the one on Hulu. People calm down. I will watch the one on Hulu though. I watched it for those who are like, what is fire festival? And for those who are like, shut up, we've heard enough about fire festival where guess what? You're going to listen to more about fire festival. Cause I say, so fire festival was this insane marketing fraud event that went down. Um, basically there was a marketing group and a, just kind of like a entrepreneur, this loser who's just gross. And he wears pants with his belt buckle and his belly hanging up, like wear pants that fit you and like, don't have your belly hanging out and wearing like a call. I just, he has enough money, like get it together. I'm sorry. I had to go on that rant because I was tired of watching him ride jet skis or like walk or like walk down the street with like a really tight shirt and pants that he buckled underneath his belly. I just was tired of watching it. Anyways, we're back. Bring it back, Megan. Bring it back. Um, so the fire festival, it happened. They planned this festival and cultivated it and created buzz by social media marketing which and I'm not I'm not gonna be extremely well versed in how to like have all like the details so I'm, I'm gonna explain it in the way that I that I and most normal people so they were creating this festival that was going to promote this new this new brand this new app essentially that was going to make scheduling celebrities or scheduling appearances a lot easier. So that's where the brand, that's the company. And then they were going to be doing this as like a marketing. So, but then they were for the festival. So they just were doing absolutely batshit crazy stuff. The guy, Billy, is that his name? Billy um, bought this island, bought the, apparently it was Pablo Escobar's island in the Cayman Islands in Bahama. And in the Bahama, in Bahama, mama, um, in Bahama, the Bahamas. I'm sorry. That was annoying. I like didn't even know. I like could not say it. I could not say it right. Um, woo, baby. And he, they planned, like they brought all these models, Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid and uh, Emily Ratajkowski and all these, J- Kyler, it was Ky- Kylie Jenner made a post about it, basically making it seem like Fire Festival is going to be this great thing. Well, they hadn't even had it created yet. They didn't have anything planned. In a nutshell, they sold out we're selling these crazy packages selling these crazy tickets we're selling wristbands that you then loaded money on and we're selling our social media influencers we're going to have cabanas in these houses and these packages and it was going to be I guess for blink 182 and just it was going to be this amazing once in a lifetime experience I mean that's how they were making it sound when behind the scenes they had old hurricane I think old tents from Hurricane Katrina or something crazy or whatever hurricane 
were setting those up. No plumbing. They had to they had to beg for water. The the guy was I'm not I'm not even I feel like I don't want to rant about it when people haven't actually I don't know who's seen it, who hasn't. I feel like if you haven't seen it, you're living under a rock, which I was probably one of the last people to watch it. I was living under the rock. Um I so and what happens is it gets down to the wire. They have not enough room for everyone. There is not what they promised a huge. I mean, there's not there's not even stuff isn't even made. I mean, there's trash and trailers and there's nothing there. And these people are coming and they're flying in and it started. People started to like flood them with questions and what's going on. And they didn't answer. And here they are still going full force ahead and allowing people to fly in on this island. They flew in on this island and basically were stranded. They were stranded. There was no direction. It was absolutely pandemonium. I'm telling you right now, if I would have been there, I would have. I would have gone straight like Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde real quick. I would have snapped something inside of me. I would have all of a sudden looked like Donnie from like the wild thornberries and like my clothes would be ripped and like just like my tribal hair. Like I would have gone crazy and probably only like a time span of like 24 to 48 hours. But they were hurting these people and nobody had anywhere to go. And they were telling them all it was like a free for all. People were asking where their like luxury cabanas were. And the guy basically got up and said, go find a tent. They were throwing people's luggages off of, off of trucks. And I'm not, I'm going to say that I have been stranded once before in another state and it was not anything nearly close to this. And it caused me to lose my ever loving mind. And I, got stuck when I went to New Orleans. We went to New Orleans. We are flying back out. The flight got canceled. We were flying on Allegiant. Yes, I'm going to say Allegiant because they totally handled it in a shitty way. And we're standing in line checking in early. And we all get vouchers on our phones and telling us pretty much not telling us anything. And then, of course, you know, their like ripple happens at like the airport in line. You know, somebody says something I'm like, oh, like this has happened to me. This has happened to me before. They're canceling our flight. I am tired. I'm emotionally hungover. I'm physically hungover. I've just had the most up and down, craziest trip of my life. Um, I've talked about it on before on podcasts. It was New Orleans was one of the greatest times, but I was ready to go home and we couldn't. And according to everything, there was going to be no more flights out till third. It was it was nuts. Pretty much. I, I yelled. Um, we then were all surrounded by police officers on segways. It wasn't just me. There was somebody else. And my friends, my friends make it seem way more crazy. I mean, yes, I know I get a little feisty in the face of danger. Fight or flight, I'm fighting. Like, fight or flight, I'm fighting. And I go instant, I go instant bitch Megan in a second. I mean, I was yelling, I was yelling at the guy who wasn't telling anything at the gate that, I I don't even remember what I was saying, but I go like, I go, I go, I like, I, I would compare it to like a mom, an angry mom. A state, I mean, that's pretty much my alter ego is like a stage mom. I'm a stage mom. I cheer. I make people do things. I, I, I like, I'm like a little puppeteer, I guess, sometimes, if that's what you want. Or I'm a hype. I'm a really great hype. Anyways, I digress. So that happened. So I, and then it like, and then our flight kept getting delayed. We had to stay, we had to call, thank God for my dad. We had, cause it was NBA all-star weekend and it was Mardi Gras. So it was, everything was sold out. Every hotel was sold out. My friends are going, my, my, one of my friends, God bless her, her type A soul is going from counter to counter asking for, and I'm like, nobody, nobody, does anyone even do that anymore? Does anyone even like, if you come up and beg to a counter, they don't put you on a flight, but they were doing it anyways. And God bless them. Cause I would have not done it. I was so 
I was I was in once again fight or flight mode and I am not a pleasant person when that's happening when traveling um anxiety kicks in uh irritation kicks in and let's just put it this way it's not a pretty picture finally we got a hotel thank Jesus Christ and our flight got delayed about two more times and I snapped and lost my mind at the airport and went up to my friends and told them um, that I'm getting I'm getting out of here and if they don't they're stupid and then I went and cried and tried to get a rental car at every single rental car and they declined me except for the last lady who felt bad for me and gave me a rental car and I drove all the way home from Louisiana at the time my family was living in Nashville I drove to Nashville and then drove from Nashville to Cincinnati and that's that story. Long story short, um, back to Fire Festival, I would go absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, so that was insane. I'll tell you another thing that actually made me feel a little, a little excited this week. The news dropped that Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway actually dropped the news that there is going to be a Princess Diaries three. And when I first saw it, I actually, when I first read these articles, I thought that Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews said that they would be in on it and that there is a script, but it wasn't a thing. But now apparently it's a thing. It probably is because it's been just Princess Diaries. It's an absolute cult classic national treasure makes you feel every great feeling of, of just makes you feel like you are the princess of Geneva. Geneva? Geneva. I'm trying to fr- Is that how you say it? Geneva? The princess of Geneva. And I watched that movie 7 million times. Mandy Moore was such a bitch. She plays a great bitch. Eric Vander Vandertrack or Vanderbeek, whatever his name is from the Disney Channel. I'm totally butchering it. God love him. You know, back in the day when he was a heartthrob. I wonder what he looks like now. We haven't seen any pictures of him recently. But Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews said they're down for Princess Diaries 3. There is a script. Apparently the, like, producer or some other crew person is down. So it's happening, people. And I am so excited about it. Another great trailer that just dropped. There's so many teasers and trailers that dropped. So Zac Efron's Ted Bundy movie, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the teaser trailer finally dropped. And I am so passionate about this. I am so passionate about Zac Efron. I think he is, and I'm not just saying this because I would literally lick sweat off of his hairy chest, but I'm saying it because I I legitimately think Zac Efron is a good actor. Like I legitimately think, I know everyone is like, he's high school musical, but everything else he's been in, like... He's been good. He's been good, but everything around him, like Charlie St. Cloud, not a great movie. Zac Efron, really good dramatic actor. He was, he's hilarious in, in, in The Neighbors. He's absolutely hysterical. Um, Mike and whatever, need a date. He's been in 17 again as one of my favorite. Oh my God, don't even get me started about 17 again. I, my family, we watched that movie into the ground. Such a good movie. Zac Efron's a good actor, people. Sorry if you don't like it. You don't have to listen to it, but it is what it is. It came out, and I'm actually, and it was filmed locally here in um, northern northern Kentucky, Cincinnati, predominantly, I think, in northern Kentucky. One of my friends actually saw them driving around filming in a buggy, which made me want to die because I wanted to hunt down Zach Ethron so bad. Ethron, sorry, I said Ethron. It's Ethron. Come on, Megan. And 
um, ignore once again the million, 70 million text messages I'm getting right now because I have my phone turned off and I still can't get this to shut up. Oh, it's painful. Zach Efron, back to Zach Efron. He dyed his hair bleach blonde. I'm not sure why. I don't understand what this bleach blonde. I saw um, another. Ansel Exhort from the, the Fault in Our Stars. He had done it. Okay, I'm back. I apologize. I was literally about to light someone on fire because I cannot stand getting 27 million group text messages in a row. I know I'm bitching about it on this podcast, but ooh, okay. So hopefully, hopefully I've got that taken care of and I we can go back to talking about important things like why Zac Efron has died, bleached his hair, bleached, bleached his hair. He is the most beautiful, incredible. I know he's probably bored, but please, for the love of God, I hope everyone is just shitting on it and I know everyone's shitting on it because a bleach blonde Zac Efron is not a world that I want to live in. It's not a world that I want to wake up, up, up in every single day. That's taking it a little bit too far, obviously. So I guess I should probably talk about now the fact that I went on a first date the other day and my stomach literally dropped out my butt just now. So, you know, I've tizzled tossled back and forth on the podcast about, you know, my dating life since I'm recently um, single. And, you know, it's been a little stressful. I always remember back when I was in my last relationship saying to myself, thank God I'm in a relationship so I don't have to date again. And now I'm single and I have to date again. (laughs) But it's okay. It's okay. That's what it's for. That's life. It's meant to be. That's the path that I'm on. Every annoying emotional or motivational quote I can possibly throw at myself. It will be okay. I will get through it. I got on another dating app just because I was you know, I had a little pep talk with the old the old pops and he told me basically that I just need to get back on the saddle. So I guess that's what I'm doing. And I've just been throwing myself out there, which is very much not like me. I am so neurotic when it comes to first dates and talking to people. But you know what? I'm just throwing all my inhibitions out the window and I am full fledged just going for it. I am making comments. I am liking things. I am trying to be fun and have a great conversation And honestly, sometimes I get a little annoyed because like I know how to talk to somebody and I know what somebody I know when I'm just this is going to sound so conceited. I'm a good conversation. Like I know how to talk. (laughs) I'm not to say I know how to talk to guys, but at the same time, what I'm trying to say is, is like once I know like if there's like a there's a vibe, there's a vibe and I know how to talk to somebody anyways. So like. I've just been doing it. I've been doing the, I've just been doing the damn thing. And it's just the most, it's so, uh, you know, trying to be funny and trying to seem like you have something to say and interested and you have to keep it going. And so anyways, I went on a date and, you know, good for me. Good for me for just slapping the old, getting back on the old dusty trail. But I knew from the moment I walked up to this person, to this, to this poor, this poor sir, that it just was not going to be a thing, you know? And I instantly felt 
overcome with fear because I knew that I was stuck for at least a couple of hours against my will somewhere that I did not want to be. And I have never been in that situation ever. I, on all of my solo one-on-one dates, like I think I've said previously, all my solo one-on-one dates have normally turned all have all turned into my boyfriends. The ones that I've brought on group dates or been hanging out with my friends, I've had two people that have turned into actual psychopaths um, on around friends. So that was no big deal. I was with, out with everyone. It was like super whatever. But I've never been on a one-on-one date where – and so I – I haven't been on a lot of dates because I because I haven't dated a lot like I've 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 had a couple of longer relationships in my in my adult years and then other than that I spend it by I just I don't I just don't I'm not really a serial dater that's just really not the name of my game but I'm trying you know I'm, I'm out there I'm talking to people it's it's just it's just what needs to be done it's what is happening in this new chapter of mine so yeah, I got stuck for like three and a half hours. I had to be engaged. I had to ask questions to make this not because we, I tried to drink a beer slowly, had to order a second one, was timid even about that. And I actually had to tell the person that I um, did not want to go to the next bar with them, which literally makes me want to die. Um, and then felt the need to justify and go on a little tale, which actually was truth. Um, my mom did have surgery, so I used that. But then he asked for what, and I didn't want to tell him. So I, you know, played the whole, I don't, I, I actually just, I actually just don't really feel comfortable talking about it. Which he was very cool with. God bless him. He didn't pry. He didn't press. If he did, I probably would have, I actually don't know what I would have done because I kind of started to black out when he asked me that. Um... We then, he asked me to walk to my car, nice, nice guy, a gentleman, and I said, sure, of course, why not? Um, Because I just, at that mood, was on pilot mode, once again, was fight or flight, and I was going to say anything and just get to my car. We get to my car, you know, you do the nice little hug, you give him, thank thank you, like, I, and I I wanted to die, because, like, I had my really fake voice, and I... I'm really good about hiding it. Like, I'm really good about hiding some things. But this was actually really super hard. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I had a great time. I, I think I honestly said, like, thanks for the conversation. It was fun. Ooh. <laughs> Julia gives me the gels. And as I'm pulling out my keys and there's a distance amount of space between us, a distant amount, a, a, enough of amount of time has passed from the hug and but it still has only been a couple of seconds you know it feels like forever it's only been a couple of seconds and um he asks so do you want to kiss yeah I think I just would I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second and let us all relish in the awkwardness of that and I had to then reply with the most um not something that I don't really believe in uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily believe in and literally straight ripped it straight out of you know turning down guys on first dates 101 the oh um I actually like I actually like don't kiss I typically like don't kiss on the first date and he was like oh okay I was like yeah you know I just I just like to get to know the person and whatever and I was like okay well I'm um I will like text you I will let you know when I get home because I feel like and then I ran and then I got in my car I don't think I could have got in my car any fast enough and I just was instantly 
guthawing on my way home. It was, it was a, it was almost, it was 1230. It was snowing. I was ready to be home. Thank God. Or it was 12. I don't even remember what time I'm losing. No, it might've been 1130. Oh God. It's, it's melting. It's melting together actually, quite frankly. So that was it guys. That's my first encounter. Um, it's painful, but as my mother always says, you have to kiss a lot of toads to find your prince. And I hate that saying, but it's true. And I did not kiss this date, but you know, I survived. I survived to see another day and that's all that matters. And so, yeah, I thought I would just give, I just been waiting to kind of let that in there. And um, so speaking of dates, let's just jump right on over to the bachelor guys. This past episode was boring. It was boring besides like the leech thing. I didn't get the leech date. Why were they putting leeches? I would put leeches on me, but why are they putting leeches on um, here we are once again with the two beauty queens, Kaylin and Hannah B. Hannah B is just losing her mind and looking like a psycho. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone look more psycho on The Bachelor than Hannah B. Like psycho, but like not psycho because she's vindictive. Well, she kind of is, but she's like just slowly lose. Like she's slowly losing it and like eye twitch. Like she has an eye twitch and she gets that red nose and she's caught. A- there are a couple of these girls I've been impressed. Like a couple of them have been caught aloft caught a lot without makeup on and normally I feel like these girls are always like full face but a lot of them are like glasses because I think they're just like screw it screw these hours we film until 6 a.m we're up all night or we get up in the morning we were just up at we were just up filming at 6 a.m and now you want us to film with coffee in hand like sitting in the morning like we all just woke up like screw you production we're tired that's literally what's happening and then Kaylin gets the one-on-one. We spent way too much time on the one-on-one and it was a very good cause and I'm glad we talked about it. I'm not I'm not saying that at all, but I I feel like we got a feel for it, but I feel like they spent a lot of a lot of longer than they normally do on one-on-one dates because we are talking about Kaylin's um, case of sexual harassment back in college, which once again needs to be talked about, needs to be on the forefront, 100%. I will stand by that. Um, but it was, it was, it got, it got a little lengthy and it got a little long. So I think that was a little bit too, um, I think we like, we, I think we got it and got the conversation and I think they probably could have like edited it and like cut it and done something else, but it just wasn't, this is my prediction. So I did also say, I did take to, I did take to Instagram story to say that I'm liking Cassie y'all. Cassie's feeling really normal. She's flying under the radar. The winners always do in these first couple of episodes. She there's really great chemistry. I feel like she seems like a really sweet gal. But here's my prediction. I there's always a two-on-one date. There is always a two-on-one date where whatever whatever two contestants are battling or have the longest battle in the house go on one date and one gets sent home. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Kaylin and Hannah B. If it's not, I'm going to be shocked. I don't know who else they would send on a two-on-one date. But I think that's going to be the two-on-one date. And it's either going to be this episode or next episode. And when is Colton jumping over the gate? I'm waiting for him to just snap, lose it, cry, and jump over the gate. He's, you know, I still like him. I do think, like, he's a little bit 
no, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say that just because I've read that. I I am still loving Colton. I'm still liking him. He's still being like we want to see a cheesy, sweet, likable bachelor. That's why we watch it. We don't want to see a dick like Ari. We don't want to watch a boring douche loser like Nick Vial who's been on it four times and who's still single. Like we don't want to see that. We want to see these dreamboat, dreamy guys who you know have their own charities and who are hot and who have and who are googly eyes or making googly eyes and are grabbing the napes of the next. And I think that, I think the kissing progressed. The Cassie kiss looked a little bit more stomachable than his, um, tongue that would just jet in these girls mouths. But yeah, that was my bachelor shit list is obviously still Demi. She's great TV, but she's obviously a shit lister, but she's great TV guys. There's, I mean, come on. What would we have without these people? Seriously, seriously, couple other little tease teasies that I saw. And then I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 is happening. And so I saw the poster come out with Little Bo Peep with a cape, which I'm liking. Giving a nod to us, to that, you know, girl power. Like it, love it. And I did just also watch the teaser trailer today, which was really cute. It was like two little, two little characters at a carnival um, two little like stuffed animals at like a carnival game. They were talking about, oh no, did you hear about there's gonna be a Toy Story four? And then Buzz and uh, Woody come out, which I don't, you know, Toy Story I'm good on. Like the last one was boring for me. I think this one's probably gonna be boring too. Am I still gonna probably see it? Yeah, sure. But I'm not into it as much as I'm into like the princess ones, the new princess ones that come out, or the other ones. I'm Toy Story's like all right. It was really good. The first one's really good. And then now I'm just kind of like, all right, this has got to be great. And I also saw that Zombieland 2, which I've known for a while, but Zombieland 2 released the poster, which will be awesome. I'm kind of jacked to see Emma Stone kind of return to her roots, a little super bad, a little Zombieland, and kind of be that that Emma Stone that we all fell in love with. Um, Easy A. Was Easy A Emma Stone? Yeah. Like Easy A Zombie Land. I'm ready for that Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. She's phenomenal, but I'm excited to see her return back to something a little bit more kind of like, I don't know, not like so prestigious. So I'll be excited for that. And also Margot Robbie teased the, if anyone's into like obviously superhero movies or if you were into the Suicide Squad um, Margot Robbie did tease the Harley Quinn movie all movie I believe that's happening I believe it's called Birds of Prey which is interesting um, title if it's something related to any of the comics and I'm not aware then that's cool but I don't anyway so I, I just thought I would mention that just drop another little teaser bomb for you but I did see that so that'll be something to look forward to Wow. Okay. I think that's going to be it. We went through a lot. I feel like we shook off a little bit of the winter blues. Don't you think? I feel good. I hope you feel good. I hope you loved. I enjoyed. I had fun this episode, so I hope you liked it too. But if you did like it, please go down. Leave me a comment. If you're listening on iTunes or if you don't listen on iTunes, go to iTunes. Give me five stars, people. Give me a comment. Leave me a comment. I'm into that. That's really great you know, boost a girl up, you know, that'll be like your, that'll be your good deed for the week. This has been Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and I will see you next week.